Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Alex Bryan. Good morning, family. Yeah, I'm sure we're all excited about everything that was just mentioned. Um, it's good to hear that, those things and those announcements, you know, because it's still an excitement in me. I'm looking forward to us being able to do more together and as a family. And, you know, this is our house as a family. And, you know, it's good to have those opportunities to come and get involved in things because we are called together to make this happen. It's not about one person. It's about all of us together doing what we've been called to do. And I'm sure uh, over these coming weeks, you'll all be asking God, what can I do in this next season? You may have already been asking in this time of preparation. So I just want to pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you this morning. We've been able to worship together, united by your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that as I speak, you will speak through me, Lord. Let us see you this morning, Jesus, and hear you this morning. Amen. I believe this word that I've got this morning is actually a part of that preparation as we move towards what's next for us. And, um, you know, I hope it encourages you today. And as Pastor Paul mentioned earlier on, uh, I'm going to speak on faith, faith overcoming, or faith overcomes. Oh, sorry, just a moment. I forgot to start my stopwatch. There you go. <laughs> uh, faith overcoming. And specifically, I wanted to speak on faith overcoming reason or faith trumping reason. Um, that being faith in Christ, faith in what's possible in the heavenlies and what God says is possible. Uh, trumping reason, reason being what we can explain, what we think is rational, what we think is logical and makes sense. You know, as humans, we have reason based on things that are factual, things that have been proven. You know, gravity, if I jump up in the air, I'm going to come back down again. <laughs> but God works differently to how we work. And um, not always outside of those laws or things of reason of man, but you know, if we reflect on the ministry of Jesus, we see that he came and he blew the minds of a lot of people. <laughs> he made some people angry. He shocked a lot of people and he amazed people. None more so, I expect, than the disciples who followed him every day. And though they saw amazing things, they saw another amazing thing and still were amazed. And still multiple times Jesus said, uh, have faith. Um, so we see Jesus' ministry then and now in testimonies that we still have that Jesus operates outside what we think is reasonably possible. With him, all things are possible. And uh, the disciples, amazed as they were, still operated in that uh, sort of aspect of, look, Lord, I'm not sure you should be doing that. Uh, I just remember that I've been watching uh, the Chosen series recently. Uh, it's an, an app you can get to watch, and it's a really good uh, biblical series. And uh, yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> just got a message. There's a lot to read. Sorry, I had to pause. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, just got a message. Uh, yeah, the Chosen. It's a great series. There's this little bit in that where. Uh, it, it, it tells the story of the leper approaching Jesus where he says, if you are willing, Lord. But what's really interesting is to see how the disciples respond in that because they, just, they respond out of what's, they've been, what they should think, you know, what's reasonable in that. Um, 
And that's that Jesus starts to move towards this. this or the leper comes and the disciples say, get away from us. You shouldn't be here. You should be cast out. You shouldn't be in this town. And, and Jesus starts approaching this leper. You imagine they'll say, Rabbi, what are you doing? This man's a leper. You're going to get infected. But Jesus continues to walk and he says, uh, and, he, and he takes the man's hand. He knows what the man's there for. He, he knows. And the man says, if you are willing, Lord, I know you can heal me. Jesus takes his hand. That's, uh, that's not really reasonable to do that with a leper. <laughs> he takes his hand and he, and he says, I'm willing. And then the man is healed. He embraces the man. You know, imagine this man's been cast out and he's, um, uh, and he's not had love. Jesus embraces him. But the disciples would see him healed. They would be amazed by that. But it's just an example of, it was just such a great example of how they operated still from that place of, you can't do that, Lord. But Jesus said, I can do this. Watch. So today, I want to build our faith. And I wanted to encourage you, if you've got some testimonies today, share them in the chat with each other whilst I'm talking today. Share them with each other because we need to share what, what Jesus is doing in our lives to build our faith. It's about doing that. We've, we've been encouraged to do that recently in our house churches and things. So let's do that today whilst I'm talking. Share testimonies and build up faith today. So the main <coughs> account, there's another account with the disciples that I want to kind of root what we're, what we're talking about in today. Um, another account where Jesus does something that's completely impossible and kind of defies what we would think is logical. Um, and that's Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33, where Jesus walks on the water. And uh, as we look at this, uh, I think we'll see a learning curve, what the disciples go through. And hopefully what we can take away is the lessons that they would have learned. And we can, we can come from that place of faith going forward. So let's read that together. I'm reading from the true version from verse 22 in chapter 14 of Matthew. So immediately after this, Jesus ordered the disciples to board the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side of the lake while he sent the crowds home. Having done this, he went up on the side of the mountain alone to pray. He was still there by himself as it grew dark. The boat was, uh, was by now some way from the land, but was being buffeted by strong headwinds. They were in a storm. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus walked towards them on the surface of the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were scared. It must be a ghost, they said, and cried out in alarm. Immediately, Jesus called out to them, have faith, it is I, don't be afraid. Please, uh, I'm sorry, please, Peter said, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you walking on the water. Come, said Jesus. Peter climbed out of the boat and began to walk on the water towards Jesus. And we'll just stop it there. I said to the I know, help, no, sorry, we'll carry on. However, he became conscious of the force of the wind and began to fear. Immediately, he began to sink and cried out, save me, Lord. Jesus reached out his hand and caught hold of Peter. He said to him, why did you doubt? Is your faith so weak? As soon as they climbed into the boat together, the wind died down. The others in the boat worshipped him, saying, you really are God's son. Now, I wanted to read to the end because I think that bit and the bit at the beginning just point out just how <laughs> real the disciples were. You know, these are ordinary guys. Like, they, they weren't, they, they were called just because of who they are. 
You are really God's son, they said, after he calms the storm. Jesus, at the dust, before he sent them away, fed 5,000 people from, uh, from two fish and five loaves. And, um, and, you know, and this is after they've also seen m- multiple healings and him turning water into wine and uh, casting demons out of people. And here they are and they say, you really are God's son. <laughs> and, uh, and isn't it interesting as well how Jesus ordered the disciples to go away after doing all that he'd done on the hillside and he sent the crowds away himself and then he went away to be alone. No, I think he probably did that because they were constantly on him like, Lord, we want, oh, you know, teach us or, you know, are you okay, Jesus? What can I get for you? And he wanted some time alone. They were normal guys. They were normal women as well with them as well. And um, he needed some space and time. Let's remember that as we look at the rest of these points that the disciples who did these things with Jesus were ordinary people. The only thing that makes them extraordinary is the same thing that makes us extraordinary, which is Jesus calling them and living in them. So I want to take three points from this scripture today. The first point is, it's a ghost. Verse 26 says, uh, when the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were scared. It must be a ghost, they said, and cried out in alarm. So the point from this, uh, this one is, what are we seeing? Okay, what are we seeing? The disciples, as, we, uh, as I've just said, have just seen Jesus feed 5,000 people. They've seen him perform multiple miracles by now. They, they kind of know he's Jesus. They know he's the son of God. They, they know he's the Messiah. They've, they're following him because of that. And, um, but at this point, they were seeing with their human reasoning, like the logical explanation at that point for them was to say, it's a ghost. Uh, they were being buffeted by a storm. And, you know, that some of them were fishermen, so they would be used to being in a boat. They'd be used to sailing. But they would still, I would have thought, be worried at this point because they were being buffeted by strong winds. They were in a storm. It's not a comfortable place to be, I'm sure. So at that point, they were worried. They were in the midst of it. They saw this figure coming towards them on the water. And they went into an instinct, instinct mode, and they were in instinct mode already because they were dealing with this situation. And in that mode, they, they, the way they responded and what they saw was, it's a ghost. That was the most logical thing to them. I mean, I can't say what I would respond like because I haven't seen if somebody walk on the water, but I think it's probably a quite a reasonable thing to, a conclusion to come to, except for that they knew Jesus. But that was the eyes they were seeing with at that point. You know, was this a test for the disciples? They'd already been in a storm on a boat with Jesus. We see in Matthew 8. And Jesus fell asleep and the storm was buffeting them at that point. And they went and woke him up and, and he said to them, you have, you have little faith. And he calmed the storm. Was this another test? Because Jesus knew they were going to sail. They knew there was going to be a storm. Was he having a test of their faith? And at this point, they'd in their, in their instinct, they'd gone back to that. I'm seeing from a point, uh, what is the most logical thing to me right now. You know, I want to build our faith today as we move towards what's coming next. And in these seasons, in this season to come and in our daily lives, there's plenty of things that happen uh, to us and, uh, and 
and just with us, and we just live life, don't we? And how we see things is going to have a massive impact on what we do and what impact we have here in this community on in our own families and in our own lives. What perspective will we see from when things get instinctive? So point number two is, have faith. It is I. Verse 27. Immediately Jesus called out to them, have faith, it is I. Don't be afraid. So what we believe will determine what we see and how we respond. The disciples, like I said already, believed in what they thought was possible. As fishermen, I think there's probably... It's probably fair to say that they'd had stories told to them of boats that had gone down in the, in the, in the sea because of a storm or another situation, and the people didn't return. It probably was tales, weren't there? Fishermen's tales of things that had happened. Of, oh, there's, you know, oh, there might be a ghost on the waters or something. And so they'd been following Jesus, but they were not no normal guys. They lived in life like we do. People tell stories. People make things up. People have things to say, don't they? And so in this point, they recalled that. I was like, I reckon they didn't, you know, it's, it's not a badly written play where they all would have said at once, it must be a ghost. One of them probably would have recalled this story. and Oh, I think it might be a ghost. They'd go, they would go in on what they'd heard and what they believed to be true and the things that they'd been immersed in and... Um, that is how they responded. Jesus had to say to them, have faith, it is I. To get them back to that point of seeing it was him. Seeing from that place of faith. But I think that if we can learn this lesson, we can begin from that point of have faith, it is I. That we should try to live our lives on that point of looking for Jesus in everything. Knowing Jesus in Uh, in intimacy and being accustomed to him, how he works, seeing what he's done in the Gospels and then beyond that in in the rest of the the letters and the accounts of what was happening in the church then, but also the testimonies as we share stories of faith and testimonies of what is happening now because Jesus is still moving and still working in us and still doing things that don't make sense. We become accustomed to him. So when when we're in our daily lives, And when we're in a storm and when we're in an exciting situation where there's a prospect, we're looking for Jesus with eyes of faith. What we believe will will determine what we see and therefore how we respond. So let's have faith. Believe Jesus. Be sure of the hope you have and certain you shall see what's being promised. So if we're in that place of faith, of relationship, of intimacy with God, what will our instinct be? Because some things, you know, something that kept coming to mind I was preparing for this was that in my daily life, something that could crop up like that and really um, challenge me and I have to take a moment, trying to learn to take a moment, is my kids just, ah, <laughs> you know, one shouting because they want something and they can't quite, Jasmine can't quite communicate yet. Uh, you know, she can communicate, but she, is, she hasn't got words. So she'll sometimes get frustrated and, ah, especially if Noah's worked up as well. And Noah's like, 
Daddy, I'm a gorilla. Daddy, I'm a gorilla. Daddy, I'm a gorilla. And I'm like, um, I had to say, I have to, you know, in that moment, I could quite easily, love you guys if you're listening, and <laughs> I could quite easily be like, ah, stop it. I've learned to try and listen and, uh, you know, take a moment and calm myself, even with the noise still going on. And this is just crops up in the day. This is what I'm talking about. It's not just a big, big storm. It's a daily thing. Uh, and take that moment. Let's try and respond from peace. You know, Jesus shows me what my kids are about. And, I, and he helps me to understand how to respond to them. And so with Noah, for example, I know he just goes on and on and on until you respond to him saying, yes, probably like a lot of children. Yeah, oh, yes, you're a gorilla. You're my pet gorilla today. Great. Thank you. And Jasmine, obviously, I just need to like, figure out what multiple thing could be going on with her. <laughs> or she might just be worked up because Noah's going for it. But I take a moment. So, have faith. It is I. What we believe determines what we see. Let's look for Jesus in everyday situations and the big ones and the seasons to come and uh, the, the opening of the summit again and how we're going to serve and come together as a family Let's look for what Jesus is doing and saying. Third point, we're making a move. We're going to finish on time today. Okay. I went, wait, let's just record that. I say that because I went over a little bit last time. All right, let's carry on. Third point. <laughs> um, third point, yes. Uh, come. <laughs> Verse 28 and 29. Peter said, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you walking on the water. Come, said Jesus. Oh, I bet Peter felt a bit like, oh, I wish I didn't ask at that point. Um, but Jesus says, come. Peter climbed out of the boat and began to walk on the water towards Jesus. One Peter, yeah. What will we do? Fast Ooh. I love looking at stories of disciples, you know. Let's not think of them. That's why I said they're ordinary guys. Let's not think of them as like, ooh, these guys are St. Peter and everything. Yes, we should honor them, but they were the, they were the, earliest, the first apostles, the, the, the founders of the early church with Jesus. But let's think of them as ordinary guys. Then this story that I'm reading right now becomes exciting because I see the possibility in it for me. Look how Peter responded. He was just a normal guy with a bit of passion and enthusiasm. Look how he responded. Go on, Peter. What will we do? What are we going to do? What are we doing? You know, it says in the word, faith without works is dead. Faith without action, not being put into action. We've, our faith and our belief, having faith, it is I daily, knowing Jesus, that intimacy and spending time with him, getting to know what his perspective is, looking what's possible in heaven and being familiar with that has to then work out in what I'm doing. You know, isn't it exciting to read the Gospels and what Jesus did and say, then know that we can do the same things. That he healed somebody. He, he took a leper's hand that was, that's not something you should do. And, and it blows your mind. The, the disease that could just in that moment transfer to him and start eating away at his flesh. And he took his hand, and he was healed. If you're willing, faith overcomes. Nothing is impossible for Jesus, and faith overcomes. 
what we think is possible, what we think is logical and rational. I'm not saying that we don't need to be in wisdom, but let's look what Jesus is doing. And we need to put that into action. Peter's faith, go on, Peter, trumped reason, trumps what he might see in that situation of the storm still happening. It's still impossible to walk on water like Jesus is doing. And don't get me wrong, I mean, you might be like me. <laughs> I've tried walking on the water in a swimming pool before. Because <laughs> I grew up in Sunday school and I heard this story. So of course, oh, let's give it a shot. Oh, I got four steps, come on. <laughs> of course I didn't walk on water. I just splashed the top of it whilst I was running. Because my forward momentum <laughs> carried me. But I gave it a shot. There was no need for me to walk on water. So I, I sunk into it, you know. Reason one that day. But um, the waves were, you know, this was a storm. They were being buffeted. It wasn't calm water like my swimming pool that I tried to walk on. Peter climbed out of the boat, out of the safety, out of the comfort, and got onto this stormy water where he wasn't certain where the next wave was coming from. And, and if you've ever been in choppy seas, which I have I've done quite a few times because I'm a surfer and I try and go out when it's not really worth going out like other people. There was nobody else out. I'll go out anyway. Silly. But... You know, you get bashed about everywhere. You don't know where the next wave is coming up from. It's unpredictable. This is what it would have been like for Peter. All he had was his trust in Jesus. Seeing Jesus, his focus on Jesus, have faith in his eye. At that point, he, began, he stopped looking at what was possible because of his surroundings and being buffeted and what he'd heard maybe as a fisherman and a tale of, oh, the ghost on the water. And he remembered Jesus that Jesus performed these miracles. Jesus was a son of God. Nothing is impossible for Jesus. And he had faith. Now, I'm not going to go into it too much, but if you're thinking, well, yeah, but he stunk. Well, it says, why did you doubt? Jesus said to him, if in doubt, return to point two, have faith. It is I. Let's refocus ourselves. If in doubt, return to point two. We're not going to go into that bit because I think you could go into that quite a lot. Jesus saves us. Everything else that's there. If in doubt, return to point two. Have faith, it is I. Jesus was his focus. So, what we see Jesus do, or say to us, and wants to, what he wants us to do, you know, these things might not be rational. They might not make sense. They might not, we might not expect um, what, what's coming, uh, what Jesus says, or he shows us to do. Might not be logical to us or explainable, you know. And you know, we hear testimonies of people completely uprooted and moving to a different country because Jesus has called them to set up something there, and they've just gone and done it. And it's hard, and it doesn't really make sense because they've got a comfortable life with a nice house and car and and, and good jobs. And but they've responded to the call, you know. Um, that, that the testimony I'm thinking of is a couple that set up an orphanage for disabled children in India, I believe it was, um, that generally are disregarded because they're disabled and not, they're not formed right. So they, they went and set up an orphanage, and that's from one of the, um, the uh, WP films, the you know, Darren Wilson films about Jesus doing around the world. That testimony, though, they uprooted and went. Sometimes it's not going to be something that makes sense to us. Every day, if I'm looking at what's happening, in a, if I'm walking down the street and I see someone that's in need of healing, it's not going to make sense to me 
that I'm the person that could go over to them and reach out my hand and that I could say, get up out of that chair. The only thing that makes that possible is faith in Jesus. All right. So, Jesus doesn't stick to what's reasonable. He does the impossible. So let's move towards him like Peter did. Let's be those ones that get out of the boat, out of the comfort zone, and move towards Jesus. I'm going to put have faith at his eye, point two. I'm going to put that first, because I hope that we can be people, as we encourage each other, and keep each other accountable in our walks with God, and ask each other, how's it going? What's God saying to you this week? What's he been saying to you today? What's the testimony of what he's doing in your life? That have faith will be the first thing. That we'll, we'll build our faith and trust in him and we'll become accustomed to Jesus and the way he does things so that our faith becomes our first response, especially in those moments of instinct. It's Jesus. Not it's a ghost. It's Jesus comes next. How we're seeing things. Let's put the faith first and then what are we looking for? Let's be looking for Jesus and what he's doing in everything. You know, Paul, Paul writes to, let, let's constantly be in prayer. Constantly be praying. Respond to everything with an attitude of prayer. You know, why? Because we're seeking Jesus and what he's doing and what he's saying in every situation. I'm not saying right now that we should be looking to just do things that don't make sense uh, and just go against what's logical and what's uh, explainable. What I'm saying is, if we see Jesus doing it, and if Jesus is saying it to us, and maybe it's, if it's a big thing, we've t- we, need to, we need to test that with others as well. But if Jesus is saying it, if it, even if it doesn't make sense, then our faith needs to lead to action. If Jesus is doing it, not just because it's like something that's crazy and it looks cool to do it, and it's not explainable, I'm just going to do it anyway. Not just doing stuff because of the sake of Jesus did stuff that, didn't, that made people like, whoa. But if Jesus is doing it here and now, if he's saying it, saying it, if he's doing it. Lastly, like I said, let's put what we see and hear Jesus doing into action. Come, whatever it may be, however unreasonable we think it is. Like I say, if Jesus is saying it, let's have faith and step out in that faith. Get out of the boat. Let's be those who come out of our comfort zone, out of the boat, no matter how impossible it might seem. And move towards Jesus, especially in this coming season. We get to come back together. We get to, you know, take our masks off. We get to get rid of distances, you know, all within the time, you know, hopefully June 21st. But we'll see what happens, won't we? At the moment, I'm in faith that it is the June, June 21st. Nothing says otherwise. And we're going to say, Jesus, we want this. We want to be together again. Let's have it on June the 21st. <laughs> Hallelujah. For with man... This is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Amen? Let's just pray as we finish up. You know, I'm not going to ask people to respond today. Uh, Maybe you could talk about it in house churches, and I think we should talk about this. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about what God's doing. I'm not going to say let's all stand up and respond. I'm just going to pray for us today. Um, But I hope that you have been encouraged today by this message of faith. And 
Yeah. Let's respond. Let's be people of faith. That's not right now. You're just in, in our daily lives. It's not about this moment right now and standing up because it needs to be about every day, what we're looking for. Let's just pray. Father God, I thank you for this word to us today, Lord God. Thank you for faith, the gift of faith that you've given us. You are the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus. I thank you for the stories, of the, the accounts of the, of the disciples and of, of yourself, Jesus, in, in this word that we have. That we can look at those and we can take encouragement from them. That nothing is impossible for you. You walked on the water and then Peter walked on the water because he had faith. Lord, I thank you that in this coming season, you'll give us ears to hear, Lord God, that we'll become accustomed to you, Lord, that you'd draw us to you to spend time with you, to be intimate with you. You'd en- we'd be encouraged and excited to share stories with each other and testimonies of what you're doing in our lives, whether or not it's, just what, you're say- it's what you're saying to us and-, and-, and what you've spoken to us from the word that day, or if it's, I saw this healing this week. They're all important things to build our faith. Lord, and I thank you that as we see you speak and as we see you do, we would respond as people of faith, as Peter did. We'd be willing to get out of our comfort zone and move towards you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Great are you. Nothing is impossible for you, Lord. We trust in you and we look forward to these stories and testimonies of what you're doing in us and through us as a family in these coming months, Lord. We bless your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's the end of our service today, and I hope that you have uh, been blessed and that you've blessed the Lord as well in the worship, and and you'll take something from it today. Um, Just one more thing. If you'd like to give today, you can go to the website, and there's a, a link at the top of the page. Uh, that you can follow to be able to give today. Um, But apart from that, that's it. Be encouraged, have faith. It is Jesus that we follow, and we'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.